and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast, where we deep dive and analyse games one system and letter at a time. I'm Mark, and I have no pun at all that involves Rystar. I'm Dan, and neither do I. I'm struggling. <laughs> yes, you yes. could be my lucky Rystar. Maybe. <laughs> My favourite uh, Rice Star album is Silk and Steel, which had that Rain and Sign song on it. Song. <laughs> song. I see what you're doing. You're confusing Rice Star with Five Star. Yeah. Do you remember on Going Live where, when we were on holiday and that guy did that phone in and he said, can I speak to Five Star? And he went, yeah, and he went, you fucking shit! And he had to cut him off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the small moments like that that make life worth living. Anyway... So, what we are is a gaming podcast. Um, for this season, our series, or World 2, we are covering the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Genesis, if you are from USA. I am working from A to Z with a number at the end. This epitode, ep- epitode, it's like an episode, only more frog like. Episode or World 2, stage 17, is Rystar. But before we find out if it made us Crystar, n- no. Yeah. Um, we're just we're just gonna chat shit for a bit and see what we've been up to since the last podcast. Oh, was it Flystar? <laughs> maybe you need maybe. to stop. You're gonna make yeah. make me die, Star. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wet when I walked in, but I'm now dry, Star. Something, something, brown, Star. Got <laughs> <laughs> to rhyme. I think we were going with. It. I think we were going with the rhyming. It could have been an English breakfast fry, Star. Oh yeah. <laughs> And just stood in the corner because he's a shy star. Right, anyway. You need to stop um, now with the try star. <laughs> so, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Spaff some information into our ears of what you've been up to. It's been a while, hasn't it? So there's a couple of things. Yes. <clears throat> Watched a couple of films. Watched a film called Help with Jodie Comer and Stephen Graham. The other Scouse actor. Oh, yeah, is that, that the one where he's, he's like, he's got some kind of mental illness or something? Yes, it's based in yes. a care home in Liverpool um, around the start of the COVID outbreak. Yeah. Um, I, I watched this and I remember liking it, but I can't remember anything about it, so go on. <laughs> um, well, basically it just highlights how nobody knew what to do and how when everybody was starting to get poorly, people were just banging up... Um, like blocks everywhere, taping stuff up. And then when people were actually physically unable to breathe, laid in hospital and she's there on her own because everyone else is at home um, isolating. And she's like, I've got to turn this huge bloke over. And she has to get some of the other patients, the Stephen Graham, who's got um, early onset dementia uh, to help yeah. turn this guy over. And you're like, God, they really had no help. And they couldn't, they, they were just left. I mean, I'm, yeah, sure, they would, I'm they sure it's dramatised. They were, they were but, but, I, 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 but, you know, they got a clap every Thursday. And, and well, now they don't get I a pay rise. So, I, I mean, what more did they want? sexual diseases. <laughs> I've never had the um, clap. It's, yeah, it was, it was, I wouldn't say eye-opening, because it wasn't a documentary, but it was horrible to see mm. if, if, and I bet it wasn't all that far off 
Um, yeah, it was it quite was. raw the way it were done as well. One, it, it yeah. had kind of a very yeah. fly on the wally feel to it, didn't it? And and she's a great actress, isn't she? Um, Jodie Comer and Stephen Graham's good. And then you've got some other people in there, like Angela Griffin. I think she was in that. And then some other people I don't from old any things. In it. Yeah, she's big wings, breathing fire. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I enjoyed that. I would recommend that to anyone. It's not. <laughs> It's not going to cheer you up. It's not going to make you Saturday evening, but it's good all, all the same. Yeah. Uh, also watched a, f- a film called Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I might have those names around. That's around. fucking Dale brilliant. It is amazing. It's really good. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Especially film. because yeah, the it's... conversations we've had about Kelly not liking scary horror horror films. Yeah. I was like, I put this on because I saw a trailer for it. I didn't really want to say too much when let's watch this because it starts out yeah. like any other slasher movie um yeah but it it soon it soon changes i'll say no more than that just go watch it <clears throat> yeah it's, i mean the great thing is the horror is very horror and the comedy is proper comedy like it in it's properly funny in it yeah it's really really good you'll see here i've got one of these behemoths mm. of gaming behind me playstation 5 that yeah. fits nowhere on my tv cabinet because it's ridiculously large at this point i feel like someone in the design team went tell them it needs to be this big they'll find it hilarious and they've just gone okay and then at that point they've not got the two scared to back out oh we best make it this big because we said it needed to be that big it's all fun though isn't it when you see it taken apart the playstation um, 5 well i'm grateful of that because um, I had to stop playing PlayStation 4 because yeah. it was just too fucking noisy. <laughs> yeah, they were you know, ridiculous. So at, least, yeah, at least with the PlayStation 5, you can enjoy your games without either having to install a 5.1 fucking thousand watt system to hear them or put headphones on. That's true. Yeah, it's but, all um, cool. I've not played it yet. It's all, yeah, it's all cool. You've not system. played it I've yet. had it about three weeks. <laughs> yeah. no, no way. I've played the um, yeah. Astrobot thing and I've got Horizon Forbidden. West, whatever it's called, up here somewhere over there. Well, now that they've um, sorted the Plus thing out, there's some quite decent stuff in the Plus subscription I'm, now. I'm intending on playing God of War and the new one, and I've got Ghost of Tsushima yeah. and um, Last of Us Part Two to play. Ghost of Tsushima is like belting. Yeah, it's, it's really good. What else have I done? Uh, listen to that new Arctic Monkeys album. Quite enjoy that. I really enjoyed it, actually. I thought, oh, maybe I didn't give the last one enough of a chance. I went back to listen to the, the one previous, Tranquility. I know, so and you went, yeah, shit. Yeah, so I did give it enough of a chance. <laughs> this is just better. It's like a stepping stone to this one, it seems. Right, okay. but, uh, a gateway drug. Yeah, if you like. <laughs> and um, I recently tripped up over some band called, I can't remember now, but they sound just like Led Zeppelin. I was like, what? Like, not just a bit. Like, it sounds <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, they're all over Never the. They're all over Forza soundtrack, aren't they? Okay. And they oh, do they? sound just like Zeppelin. Like it's almost yeah. like a joke. How close? <laughs> how close they sound like Zeppelin? It's almost a parody, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, it's nice to hear. If you like Led Zeppelin, it's nice to hear something else by them that <laughs> <laughs> they didn't write yeah I'll perform um, don't think I've been to the cinema or all. I've been watching it on telly I don't think I have really 
No. Give us the games, man. It's oh, a yeah. gaming games. podcast. Um, <laughs> the Vampire Survivor played that. Oh, yeah, don't get me fucking started on that. It's it's a bit rubbish because it's just like a mobile game, isn't it? But Yeah, but it's it good. does something to your brain. It's, it's like smoking a rock of crack. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got... I told you guys, I bought a game called Brotato just because I thought the name were really, really good and it was yeah. five quid on Steam. Um, and I really enjoyed it and everyone is Vampire Survivors, rip off Vampire Survivors. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is this Vampire Survivors? So anyway, it's three quid. It runs on the deck, the Steam deck. So I'm thinking, well, something to do when I have a shit. Um, I, I, I haven't played anything else. <laughs> I can't get off fucking Vampire Survivors. That's, that's your section that, yeah? Um, <laughs> I'm going to be just fucking sat in a corner like that guy out of train spotting if my battery runs out. <laughs> uh, it'll be right. <laughs> uh, I've also played, uh, I've talked about it before, it was an early access called Prodeus, P-R-O-D-E-U-S, Prodeus, which is essentially like someone recreated Doom for the modern era. Um, and it, now it's not early access, it's actually a story. Like it's got, a, Finished. It's got yeah. some more to it. Um, good. If you never played it when I talked about it first time, go back and give it a try. It's good. It's very violent. It's just blood splats everywhere all the time. It's it's good. Um, that's it, I think. Next. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go in the middle. I'm happy to be a Mark sandwich. Um, so, film. I watched a film called Barbarian, a horror film which stars, it's nothing like the title, it stars um, that Skazgard that was the guy in it, you know, the, the Pennywise, um, and the lass, I don't know her name, from the first season of The Morning Show that was the reporter. Basically, the storyline is she rocks up to an Airbnb, he's already in the Airbnb, and she's like, well, I booked through Airbnb, or I booked through whatever. Oh, we'll come in, we'll get it all sorted. And that's all I'm telling you. And you won't believe what happens in that film. I've seen loads and loads and loads of films since the last pod. That is by far the best film. Literally, all the way through, I was just going, what? 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 No, nothing you think is going to happen happens all the way through to the point where the... It actually starts fucking weird later on and going, I know what you think's going to happen. Have this instead, you dick. It's really, 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 really good. And it's really fun. So I would highly recommend Barbarian. It is a horror and it is scary, but it's so self-aware that it's hilarious, even though it's not a comedy horror, if that makes sense. You know, as a horror fan, you're like, you fucking wankers. You want to get like, high five them all the time. <laughs> it's really, really good. Uh, so I highly recommend that. Um, Series-wise, I watched something yesterday, actually, that uh, that was good, called The Confession. Uh, it's on Prime. There's only two parts to it. And it's about a missing... Um, Missing woman case from Pudsey from 1992 that completely passed me by. Um, where basically this woman's gone missing, she's had an argument with her husband. He puts an ad in a, a Lonely Hearts column. The woman from the Lonely Hearts column goes to cops and says, This sicko sent me a reply. And police go, All oh, right, well, let's put an undercover cop in as you. 
and like build a relationship with him and see if we can get him to confess to murdering his wife. Um, it's mega interesting. So like, it's just two parts, two 45-minute things. Um, it's really, really good. Definitely recommend you watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Kelly will like that. Kelly likes things like it, that. It, I think that's a female thing. They seem to like real life and stuff, murders. Yeah, they seem to like real life. (laughs) Um, uh, I can't stand it. (laughs) It's fucking bullshit. Um, What I... What I was really surprised about is that this happened in Pudsey, you know, right down the road from our house. It was a nationwide big scandal, the whole thing that went on. I knew absolutely nothing about it whatsoever. Literally nothing about it whatsoever. Um, And nor did Jen. And when I spoke to Jen's mum today to say, have you... She couldn't remember anything about it either. So it's, it's a really weird, like... Story that seems to have just escaped people's brains and somehow found its way onto Amazon Prime. Well, Kelly's proper leads, so you know, like where Wakefield yeah, she, started, she'll, she's properly she yeah. might know more about it. Speaking of Amazon Prime, yeah. I forgot to tell you, I finished watching Invincible, that um, and? cartoon thing, well, anime effort yeah. type. Yeah, it's really, really good, really, really good. I was enjoying it to begin with, but it, it, it picks up even more towards the end. I spent about four and a half hours one Saturday when Kelly were out mm, watching all of it. Just binging yeah game wise obviously um for the last um since i got ill a vampire survivors has basically just um taken over my entire existence yeah um but prior to that it, it's worth mentioning that the reason why i was so late is because your wife last week got infected with covid so you became uber dad on dad duty and then a <laughs> week later Mark gets COVID, so then he's out of the picture. So we're on a we're on a two to three week delay on this podcast. So yeah, so I don't I don't think anyone knew you were poor, you see, Mark. So I just thought I'd, I'd uh, yeah, fill in. Third, third time, third time, third time. Okay. So yeah, I'm still alive, not dead. Keeping it real. So God of War Ragnarok. That's what I was playing properly. That's the game that I am actually playing, and. Oh, it's fucking good. It's just so, 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 so good. You know, every time PlayStation bring out an exclusive, you put it on and you go, you're just so much fucking better at this than everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They look better, they sound better, the acting's better, script's better, the gameplay's tight. I saw a bait bait clicky headline the other day that said, um, I think it was Kotaku, Xbox admits that PlayStation exclusives are better than than theirs. Something along those lines. Mm. So I thought, I'm not clicking on that. (laughs) Because even if it's... I I read that. I read that. Phil Spencer said. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Right, I read okay. the article. It's, it's pretty much what he said. Yeah, yeah they, they are aware that, you know. Um, but, I mean, there is some alchemy going on over at PlayStation. You know, they just are better. They are just better. They are aware of it, and their, their exclusives are more polished, and mm. they look beautiful, they play beautiful. Like you said, the script and the acting, everything's nicer. But that doesn't mean that everything else doesn't also have its place. Not everything can no, be a no, god of no. war, and, and a lot of people no. seem to forget that. Yeah, I mean, like I say, a lot of it is very safe. You know, you want to look at it that way. You know, they, you know, they're not really, you know, they're not pushing boundaries, really breaking any yeah new ground. What they're doing is taking a you know well-established 
formulas and nicking ideas from elsewhere and just doing them really, really well. I mean, effectively, we got a war. Yeah, they took you know they took what was God of War, which they'd already done. They went, ooh, everyone seems to like these Soulsborne games. Smashed the two together and then went, oh, people like it when there's two characters talking all the time, like they did in Last of Us and Uncharted. We'll do that as well. You know, so they, they, are, they are working with a, a, a template, a kind of formulaic, mm. yeah, structure, but they're doing it so well. Who cares? Well, that's their USP, isn't it? Every, every one of these big companies have got their USP. Sony, polished, you know what you're getting, high quality, exclusives. Xbox, Game Pass, lots of stuff to choose from. Some of it not so good. That, that, new yeah. gun, that new gun grade that came out earlier this week on Game Pass. Uh, you know, it's hit and miss, <clears throat> but it's going to hit more than it misses because just the sheer volume of it for your £12 a volume month. Volume of it, yeah. And the, the, yeah, that's... They've got their established classics like Forza, uh, exclusives rather, like Forza, that are polished and are really good. Mm. So it's not just that so, the good Sony thing the Xbox only ones that can do, do it. No, they do throw in more innovation when you look at things like Cuphead and Ori and things like that. Sony's got really nothing like that that comes mm. out exclusively that Xbox do bring out. So when they do bring out something that's a bit different, it's worthy of... Not. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Frog Detective. I, I I keep meaning to go back and play that, like I played Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. You know, I I'm I'm weirdly drawn to all these stupid shit sounding games. Like sounds Frog like you'd Detective. like. It sounds like you'd like a Steam Deck. Then, I've told it? you about that. Have you? You missed my Toad joke then. Ah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed you then. Soldier. No, you just saying it, it sounds like the Daniel would like a Steam Deck. But then again, yeah, I, I, I've got a PC. The thing is, I don't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, the, I do use the deck a lot. Like you know, if um, I'm pretending to watch some at Gen Lights on TV, um, I can just have it there and like vampire survivors, <laughs> like, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm just off for a shit vampire survivors. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Right, come on then, Sol. Oh, I've I've done nothing over the past uh, few weeks. So there we go. Moving on. Nah, <laughs> I've done very little, very little of uh, very little of note. Worked a lot, but um, we I, I've played a couple of uh, horror games on Twitch on on Thursday on me terrifying Thursday things. I played Saturnalia. Oh, on, well, a couple both both my choices aren't really good for street because I just dive in and play them. Saturnalia. Without 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 knowing, so the Saturnalia, which is set on an it, it's a horror, uh, it's a horror roguelike. Uh, is it the one where it's on a ship? No, it's on an island in Italy, okay. and there is it, it, it's a slow burn narrative interweaving story where you split between characters where some kind of monster is is chasing you around this island, but there's people's stories unfolding as you play these characters, and you've got to go and investigate houses and look for people. And when it's dark, a monster comes and chases you and will put you on, very much like Dead by Daylight, will put you on a, a skewer, and then you take control of one of the other characters, and when all of them are, are killed... The island, uh, the, the little town, because it's very much like a very traditional Italian little little seaport mm. type town. All that revolves around and, re- and so the map 
completely changes. And then so, uh, what? What? What is it? Graphics? Um, it like looks like the ha ha. Is it a pixel? It looks like a ha ha take on me video. So all oh, very, does it? yeah, oh, right, all very cool. pencil drawn characters. Yeah, it looks really cool, but it's a real oh, slow burn. So it's one oh, that it? I think I, I'd play off stream now, because it, you need to. What, what's it on? What device is it on? I'm playing it on Epic. All ah, right, okay, so I could play it on the deck. It sounds like something for a train ride or a plane ride. Yeah, absolutely. Something where you need four or yeah. five hours for it to to, yeah. to become immersed in it without distraction, and also because it's quite a slow burn. It's not good for stream because it's just it's not a bit dull. Yeah, a bit. So yeah, it can what's be. What's the other one? And the other one is another game called Driftwood, Darkwood. Sorry, Driftwood. That's what you um, find in the sea. Darkwood, which is like a survival horror top-down. Yeah, top-down pixelated one. Yeah, it's quite good. That again, played that on stream. Slow burn, mm. isn't it? It's yeah. very slow. You need to leave. You can only leave the building. When it's light, if you're caught outside on, on a night, you're killed and you have to go back. But there is some bigger story there that I didn't quite grasp. But um, uh, I finished the game from the people who made the quarry. Oh, uh, Man of Medan? No, the other one. The one after that? No. The newer one? No. Uh, after the original dawn, one. Before dawn, but after dawn. Be, oh, but until dawn. Until dawn. Thank the very you. first Jeez. one. Sorry, I had a bit I of a brain fart. I thought there. you'd finished that already. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I, it's been that long, hasn't it? I finished that. Um, enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. Um, I'll probably go back and play it for some different story at uh, branches at some point. And um, I dug out. I finally, finally got past the HDCP encryption on a PlayStation 3 into my Elgato so I could stream that with a little HDMI. Uh, nice. stripper thing we, I've, after a bit of trial and error I got one that works and I've been playing God of War remaster the original one because I've had it mm. I, I opened Playstation up and I said do you want to save yeah I'll save this game do you want to overwrite your existing save file oh when's that from oh 2011 which I played for oh, 25, yeah. 25 minutes and then there's another save file on there that um, about a year later that I played for 9 hours so I thought, right, let's let's okay. do this, let's do this again because everyone's going mad for Rod, like God of War, Rogers Cock, or whatever it is. So um, I got on that, and it yeah, it's it's good. It's surprising how how good it stands up. And um, yeah, it um, it is good. I, I, was, I was saying to you, I can't. I emulated it for some reason. I think it when I had that Razer phone and ended up playing through it again. But I only put it on literally just to see, oh, how will this run? And I immediately got sucked into it and I ended up playing it all, which is a good shout for a game that's so old, isn't it? Yeah, considering it's just it's a polished PlayStation. I got God of War Collection, which has got one and two on it, like remastered on PS3. And uh, mm. it's first, so really, yeah, it's just a polished version of the original. Yeah, it's good. It stands up. Um, there's no hand-holding. It's difficult enough. It's like, there's no, you must press this button now. Where do you want to go? It's like, you know how everyone on modern games is just led by the nose. None of that. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, was, I was playing Tomb Raider um, on, the, on the plane, on the, on the Steam Deck, and all she does all the way through is go, I think when we come into this room, you're going to need to move this box left and then pull <laughs> this lever, <laughs> and then you're going to need to set fire to that one over there, and then that door will open. So like, will you shut the fuck up, Lara? Let me play the game. <laughs> exactly. 
So this is, and because this has got quite a pointed camera, the camera moves enough to make it feel like that it's dynamic, but really it's kind of set in a corner, isn't it? And it's just moving enough as yeah, you move it, around. So you can't move the camera. Um, no, so it's, it's not quite Resident Evil, but it's not far off, is it? Yeah, so some of that you're like, oh, God, I wish I could just move the camera so I could see where I'm going. But other than that, it stands up. And that's, that's it, really. That's it. That's gaming. And I've not watched any TV or films of any note because... I haven't. Uh, well, shall we move on then? This is the game. The game that we've been playing. So, Rystar, it was originally released into the EU on February the 18th, 1995 by Sticker. Did you like that? Rystar is a 2D platformer, very much in the tradition of 16-bit platformers. Uh, take control of a character, in this case, a, a, I wouldn't call him a star with legs, I'd call him a ball with legs wearing a star mask. But to each their own. Uh, either way, whatever you want, it's, it's in your control, and basically he has two moves. Jump and punch or grab. That's it. Yeah, he headbutts, doesn't he? He, grab, use, he grabs oh, his he, enemies. He's quite aggressive. He all gets a bit handsy, doesn't he? Gets yeah. all a bit sort of... Uh, what, what was the Miramax guy name? He gets a bit like Weinstein. that and just headbutts. Yeah, yeah he goes all Weinstein and goes, like, tits him up and then headbutts him. I like how, how like, angry he gets when he grabs him and he just shakes, like, like oh, he's really going to smack him, and then you... <laughs> yeah, he just keep hold of it. He'll just, uh, he'll just like really, really get more and more annoyed at him. The natural thing to do on, oh, on oh. all these games is to jump on someone's head, and that's immediately go. Oh, right, okay, so you're not jumping then. So, shall, shall we give you the blurb? Do, do I need to do this in like um, Hollywood trailer that kind of thing? I'll, I'll start that way, but probably get bored and accelerate in my normal accent. <laughs> in a faraway galaxy is a solar system filled with mysterious planets and wonderful creatures. Right, I'm already bored of that. Uh, all has been peaceful there for millennia until now. The space pirate Greedy... What? What a <laughs> shit name. name. How unimaginative <laughs> is that? What's he after? I can't Power. think of a name. Just nick one of them fucking dwarfs' names. <laughs> right, okay then. <laughs> so, the space pirate, Greedy, is a tyrant leader of an evil space army. He has decided to take over this beautiful solar system and make it the new headquarters for his growing army. Hang on. Greedy's devious... You know, is he a pirate up. or is he a commander of an army? Pirates don't have armies, do they? Well, they have a crew. That's what they keep up the sleeve is. Uh. Hey. So anyway, um, <laughs> Greedy's devious plot is to brainwash the leaders of every planet and force them to do his bidding. Even the legendary hero of the solar system was captured and is now Greedy's prisoner. Force him to Flora. do his bidding. Yeah, it, it sounds. He's not like using eBay himself. He's got someone else to do. It. Yeah, that's it. He's like, listen, mate, wait till last minute because they don't want getting gazumped by some fucking dick. I want, I want that swan nightgown, right? I'm going forty p, and I'm not going a penny more. So 
all set to wonderful music. It's a great game. So the planet Flora makes a last desperate plea for help. The space hero's son, Rystar, answers the distress signal. Although young and inexperienced, Rystar is valiant and determined. What's that, his CV? Um, he's the solar system's only hope he must travel from planet to planet and free the brainwashed leaders from the villain's control and ultimately conquer greedy if the young hero is successful he will restore peace to the once happy worlds of his home system and finally free his father Um, so essentially you've got a sonic-y looking um, platformer do you know it's why it's sonically it. looking? Why? Because it's the same engine. Ah, oh, right. Well, yeah, you can kind of see that. It's pretty. Um, mm-hmm. You've got you've got basically to get from one end to the other, but there's hidden stuff knocking about the levels. Um, and then there's a boss fight at the end of each world. There's little bonuses hidden throughout. Um, and, yeah, really, you're just using his arms to either grab people and headbutt the fuck out of them or maybe climb a wall or maybe grab onto something that's floating upwards. Um, it's about it, really, isn't it? There's not a, not a great deal else to it. Oh, he can swim. He swims at, uh, in a level. That's probably the best one. Um, there's seven worlds to go through. Planet Flora. Flowery planet, flowery level. Uh, planet Undertow, water, water, water level, let's have a water level. Planet Scorpion, what we need is a fire level. Um, definitely need a fire level. Planet Sonata, what we need next, a music-themed one. Um, uh, planet F- Freon, because it's uh, phrasing. They're all it's rubbish. A nice one. Again, they're all unimaginative names. Flora Everything. for flowers, Undertow for water, Scorch for hot. The... the- the game's not massively imaginative, but it's pretty and everything, isn't it? Uh, planet automation, because every game needs an industrial zone. And then Castle Greedy, which is uh, obviously where our... Um, Space Pirate with the armies. Big Bad lives. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in addition to that, there's little weird cranks. Um, aka startles. Um, it can spin round on. It can go flying up the screen like some kind of um, mad uh, meteor himself. Deal with meteor strikes, and then there's some boss fights littered throughout. Yeah, the, the I, those star handles are quite interesting because you basically spin round like a Catherine wheel to to yeah. release yourself, uh, and the higher you go up. At the so so they're dotted around the levels out there to help you get to something like a secret yes, bit and, or and a secret stuff. Yeah, you shoot right up. That's yeah. where you'll find. But when you come across them at the end of that level, the higher you fire out at the end of the level, the more bonus points you get at the end. Pretty much like yeah. um, it's like Super Mario World when you've got a climbing hit the flag. flag. Oh, that thing, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, but the thing is, every time you do, you move that fast, you spin round that fast. I think most I ever got was I think I got two hundred bonus points from it. I think I just flew myself into the floor every time. I think I got eight thousand. It seems for that three hundred and sixty degree rotation, I think there's only eight exit options, isn't there? Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So it's a bit uh, you can't really judge it. It's like trying to gamble on a fruit machine. But those it takes such a such a jump away from the regular pace of the game to then jump on this spinny handle and you fly off it at such a speed. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it, it, okay. it's, 
it's probably worth mentioning just how um so we've likened it to 16-bit platformers like sonic it's, it's but like also sonic. earthworm jim um what else robocod james pond you know super frog all these 16-bit platformers but there's no time limit on this game so no you can just it's no. like a it's like a walk in it's like oh, i'm just off for a walk in rice star land for a few hours where you can literally yeah there is no urgency is there? there's no there's no run so you kind of okay. just so, swaggers through the yeah stage, you can it? just spend like an hour on each level <laughs> just completely because they they're not small as well just completely oh how do i get up there I didn't really realise how big they were till I'd finished playing and then I went on a long play and saw someone rinsing everything out of a level and it's like, shit, these levels are actually massive. Mm. Um, it, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. Yeah, the size of it, it's a game that I've got it on... I got, oh, yeah, I did, I had a pickup. I got the Mega Drive 2 Mini turn up and okay. it's on that as well. Um, okay. And it's it's almost like a game that you can oh I'm just going to bed in for bed in for like a good couple of hours two to three hours and play this yeah, because it is so it's really <laughs> I'm going to put my slippers on yeah. I'm going to load up my pipe yeah I'm going to going to dig up my favourite hooker and <laughs> it's oddly leisurely isn't it it's really sedate and for for a for a 16-bit platformer, high octane, jump, 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 Sonic, 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 even Mario's fast anyway, at times. Anyway, save your opinions. Yeah, all right, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, these, these aren't so much opinions, but why, <laughs> why, these are just, these are just hard facts, but why, again, it's another game that's been westernised mm. and they've changed the story. Oh, yeah, do, do, do you want to yeah. go over the, the, the Japanese version then? Yeah, go on. So, in the Japanese version, a star mother, a Ruto, summons Rice Star's help. Where in the international version, a Ruto is completely missing, and Rice Star's father, a legendary hero in inverted commas, is referenced instead. Um, there's the a boss of the ice theme level was changed from a massive cat to a robot. So in the in the in the game, when you're fighting that boss, you've got to grab hot food and throw it in the ice cat's mouth. Um, and there's some sort of Japanese reference to cats not liking hot food in, in that culture. So therefore it makes sense to them, but someone's westernized it and gone, oh, well, we can't have people throwing hot food in the cat's mouth because that won't make any sense. I mean, it would, it's made of ice, but for some reason they just turn it into a robot instead. You're like, cats right, don't like food then, monster. do they over here? Hot food? <laughs> they don't like hot food, no. I don't they? <clears throat> Cats and none. I don't think. Oh, is that why I got really upset when I poured boiling tea into my cat's mouth? <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just another one of those games that's unnecessarily westernized, and they've done the same thing with the character that they've done with Kirby, where in all the Japanese versions, quite a cute-looking face, even all the box art quite cute-looking, but the westernized version, the sprite has angry eyebrows. Same with Kirby and all the box art. Kirby's got angry eyebrows on the Western version. For some reason, the Japanese have gone, oh, I don't think uh, Westerners will buy this unless we put some angry eyebrows on everything. <laughs> like, do they think, do, do the Japanese think we're all just really angry all the time at each other? No, nope, maybe they think we're drawn to buying things with angry people on them. Yeah, but I mean, I, mean, that, I didn't even notice this. Someone, someone 
that I used to work with pointed it out to me. Hello, Westerners Graham. do have very but angry wives. They do, but mm. I mean, shouting coming out of the back of a Chinese takeaway, there's a lot of anger going on back there. No, that's just how they communicate. They're just going, all right, Dave, how's your day? Not so bad. Been down pub, had a quick shifty on darts and that. That's just how they say it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it's, it does I wouldn't bad. liken it, it to, it's not as bad as, as Chubby Cherub. <laughs> Changing that <laughs> from Q-Taro, Q-Q-Q-Q-Taro. But it's just unnecessary, isn't it? Why yeah. are you doing I don't, it? It's obviously it's a, it's a marketing choice, isn't it? It's silly. But would anyone play it and go, I'm not playing this anymore? That's a cat. That's a that's an ice cat and I'm throwing food in its mouth. I'm turning it off. Oh, he's not got angry <laughs> eyebrows, I'm not buying that. Isn't the entire backstory changed as well? That it's not it's not greedy a space pirate or you you're you're born from some ethereal god and, and it's Yeah, it's a star mother. Yeah. Naruto. Yeah. So I think there's a there's a there's a a bad guy going on, but it's it's for some reason they've gone oh, um, Westerners won't understand stars and and a star being born, it's just someone's dad. <laughs> All right, yeah, <laughs> dumb it dumb it Fine. down for them idiots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway. that, that's Rice Star, isn't it? That is Rice Star. <laughs> yeah, sixteen bit platformer looks a bit like Sonic. There's no time limit. It's not fast. Um, you can chill out and headbutt things. Yeah, yeah that's chill right. out and yeah. headbutt stuff. Yeah, and get all grabby. Yeah. Um, right, so go on then. Cultural interlude is up to the funk. Oh, is it cultural interlude time? Cultural interlude! I'm really hoping, holding out for some really shit Valentine's Day game that somebody may have come up with, but we might be past that now that we're into 16-bit and not 8-bit. Well, let, let's, let's see. Welcome to the charts. Charts are turned Yes, it's February 18th, 1995. See, enough of that. Yeah, yeah that, that was. I don't know what happened there. I had a bit of an eargasm, I really liked it. Did you like it? it? So, yeah. Before, yeah, as Mark as Mark's just said, before we get into our final thoughts on Rice Star, uh, February the eighteenth, nineteen ninety five, let's go over music, singles, albums, films, mm. games, and everything that was out in that time in nineteen ninety five. When I think I was on a gaming sabbatical due to university and college and girls. This, just nineteen ninety five. I forgot how late it is. It's a, mm. it's a late game for the for the system isn't it it is absolutely it seems to be doesn't it i think one fucking ps1 out by now and yeah Yeah. Yeah. which which is why it fell under the radar really uh would also explain its level of polish i guess absolutely they've got to grips with the hardware anyway yeah right so singles we always start with singles Mm. up one place to number five is m8 do you remember m8 I do, and they almost inspired me to create a band name of my own, which was E Jack Yule Eight. 
Okay. Well, they, they were they were they were climbing one place to number five with "I've Got a Little Something for You," which I still say sometimes now. I don't like that song, but I often find I sing the phrase "I've Got a Little Something for You" to people, which is can't be annoying at all, really. I couldn't tell you any more of that song. That's the only bit I know. Yeah. I listen to yeah. Well, there's a link I'd in the show notes. I think I only know that because Ali G. <laughs> Ali G have something to do with it. What? No, but it's on, it's on Ali G in the house. Oh, is it? I've only seen that once. Right. Okay. But yeah, uh, boy band, urban, street level. So You know ne- the urban because they're called MN8. Yeah, not The letters not and numbers. Yeah. But you can't write a word if you're urban. You've got to pick no, that's it. Yeah, you've got to just use letters and numbers, haven't you? Like a reg, like a reg plate. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you get your name? What was your influence for your band name? Yeah, I just saw it on a reg plate. Yeah, for, for desk. My dad's Cortina. <laughs> Straight in at number two was some lady who used to be in a band called Eurythmics. She's called Annie Lennox, and she's probably off the back of winning Best Female at the Brits for 18 consecutive years or something, with... Mama, I love you. <laughs> this song seemed to be around forever and ever and ever. It just didn't seem to go anywhere. It really, it really did linger, didn't it? Like a bad fart. In fairness, it's all right. Annie Lennox has got. I like your remix. I like Annie Lennox. Yeah, I do. And right, <sighs> holding. She's kind of disappeared. I think her daughter makes music now as well. Who's seen her on something the other day talking about? Um, Is that a name? Seen her on something. Some, yeah. <laughs> seen her on something. I've seen Lennox. Lennox on something the other day talking about um, the menopause or something. Maybe I don't know. It wasn't okay. to do with me. I was like, oh, you're going to say you are definitely, you are definitely a man. I'm not the pauses. target audience for this conversation. So, are you going through it? Turn it off. No, okay. No, not target audience. Find different channels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, move on. Uh, and holding on to the number one spot yet again, which was probably for about eighty-nine years, was. Uh, that Canadian songstress, Celine Dion, pre-Titanic warble, Think Twice. When I think twice, for the sake of memories. But it's got that wonderful bit that apes Brian Adams. Boom. It goes, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Does Look Brian back do before you oh, yes. leave my life. I mean, but like, yeah, like everything I <laughs> you do. You said Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. In my head, I was picturing Brian May. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like, when did Brian May do that? <laughs> oh, no, Adams. Yeah, He, he may do that. Everyone's yeah. favourite bit of uh, everything I do, I do it for you, is a boom, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. And everyone's favourite bit of this song... My favourite bit is when it finishes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's, everyone's favourite bit of this song is when it goes... No, 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 no! The video's really weird. She seems to be having some kind of argument with a with a bloke in in uh, in like what looks like a seaside... She's probably chalet. trying to convince him... Sounds like my to, life. <laughs> she's probably trying to convince him to think twice about leaving... For the sake of our love. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon so. They're yeah. very, um, the very Valentine's these songs, aren't they? I know this was very, February the eighteenth, but oh, they yeah. are all very oh god, Valentine's-y. yeah. Well, imagine right. Depending on what age you are, if you if you were like us around here, we were nine to I was nine. Me and Mark were nineteen around this time. I can imagine you saying to to your um, to your admirers, "I've got a little something for you." But if I said that to the wife now, she'd like, "What are you going to do? Wash it up?" But yeah. I might get away with "No more I love yous" with the wife now. But think twice you before you make me do the washing up. Got some shit. <laughs> No more. Think twice. Yeah. Think twice the for the sake of our pots <laughs> and the margarine. Uh, right, albums. Uh, Do you wash your margarine? Well, you got to wash it off plates. You know, I when it comes out of the bottom of your crumpet. <laughs> Do you not get margarine coming out the bottom of your crumpet? You're <laughs> <laughs> not trying hard enough. You're being too tight with your margarine. I'm surprised you get margarine coming out of the bottom of your crumpet, you tight cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of way, me. Right, albums. So there's, there's you. There's, I've, got no, I've got no interesting information about those songs because... They're not interesting. Uh, album chart. <laughs> album chart. Glad you picked them out then in the yeah, chart good, for yeah. us to talk yeah. about. Thank, hey. Thanks for choosing them. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners will appreciate that. If they're the best ones I can get from the top ten, you've only got to wonder what the other rest of it's like. <sighs> Albums dropping three yes. places to ten is a debut album from Leftfield called Leftism, which is a boshing. So right, we're into the middle of nineties dance now, aren't we? But there's good. Nighties dancing and there's bad nighties dancing. This is good. That. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, yeah, leftism. It's all right. No, it's left. <laughs> and then dropping one place to seven, another nineties <gasps> classic dance in air quotes album, Dummy by Porter Said, which is fantastic that album. That is a fucking banger. Absolutely wonderful, isn't it? Because that came out, yes. and I mean they won the Mercury this year with that album. Uh, but you had Tricky mm. came out around this time as well, Max and Queer. Uh, so it was all that, what everyone said was trip hop, which kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and what else did you have around this time? I think you would have had protection from Massive Attack as well around this time. All that sound was coming out, all the. All the um, Bristol was going off. Bristol was going off. Coming yeah. at you. And. <clears throat> Holding on to the number one spot is someone I don't think we've heard of her uh, called Celine Dion. <laughs> we, oh ah. On account of a no 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 no, you got the color of my love. Which would any? Do you want to guess what the color of Celine's love is? Red. Brown. Brown love. Maybe she likes brown love. <laughs> brown love. Mine's Maybe. white. It smells a bit like red. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> swiftly, swiftly moving on before this before this uh, strays into libelous territory. Of course, she's number one. It's it's Valentine's again, isn't it? Unimaginative yeah, exactly. blokes were buying Celine Dion CDs for the missus. If, if Michael Bolton had no album out, she's number one. That's how it works. But if it was Brown Love, that would be number two, Daniel. Which is number one. <laughs> Brown Love. I'm going to have to write a song called Brown Love now. The, the, the Bonnie M have done Brown Girl in the ring, so that's it. It's too late. You've done it. Yeah. Films, right. So, yes. as as we like to do here, um, 
is Cryptic Clues. Cryptic Clues, don't read ahead. I've I've read the first one, but it doesn't make any sense to okay. me. So. <laughs> no, I've got, right, I've got okay. the first one. I've got the first one. So, oh, yeah. right. so yeah. for the people who are... Not listening, <laughs> who haven't got access to the show notes. <laughs> At number five in the charts. Hitman is paedophile, or maybe not. Any idea? Leon! Any idea? Leon! Ah, well done. The, prof- the well professional. Done. Well done, As it is known in other countries. This is an exceptional film, if you've not seen it. Um, is it good? That is a film you need to put right up at the top of your list to watch. Yeah, yeah. Leon. It's it's not just good, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, strap in. In at number four. Yeah. Wife-murdering money launderer convinces gullible prisoners of his innocence in IMDb's highest-rated film. Come on, come on. Why is it going up? Come on. Stress me out. <laughs> I wasn't listening, I was just concentrating on the ever-increasing... Life murdering money launderer convinces gullible prisoners of his innocence in IMDb's highest rated. Oh, um, Shawshank Redemption. Correct. Shawshank Redemption. a sound effect for me then, I was was waiting for a... Ding! Oh, eh, eh, eh. Oh, bong. There you go, you can have a bong. <laughs> okay, okay. Although that's a different kind of bong. And finally, in at number one this week in the movie charts. Emotionally charged tag team captains co-op to file plot to bring tangible joy to all manner of cherishing science fiction. I, I, I didn't even hear the end of that. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> I'm going to have to read it. Come on. Oh, God. Emotionally charged. Stop it. Stop it. Have you not got that? Emotionally charged tag team captains co-op to foil... Plot to bring tangible joy to all memory cherishing SF. Science fiction, I think he said. Oh, not Street Fighter. Um, Emotionally charged tag team captains. Co op to file this commas oh, missing oh, from oh. this. Um, is it Lethal Weapon? <laughs> nope. Oh, you of course it's, not it's not in 1995. Uh, idiot. No, <laughs> and it's no, not it's like de- Demolition Man or something. Uh, it- no, is it? Hey, would you would you like me to tell you? Uh, Tango and Cash, Star Trek oh. Generations. <laughs> Tango and Cash is not Star- science fiction either. <laughs> Star Trek Generations. Star Trek Generations was oh. your number one movie. Oh, it's shite that, isn't it? Oh, I remember yeah. It's where now. it's where is they that... handed handed the baton from from the traditional yeah. Captain Kirk and his crew over to Picard, one in movie movie style. No, but Picard was already well bedded in by this. On point, telly, wasn't he? On telly, yeah. On telly, on telly. yeah. yeah. But so. I, yeah, I love Next Generation, but I didn't like that. But yes, come on then. Okay, so games. What Let's this, we're a gaming it. podcast. What we've been waiting for games. So on the eighteenth of February. CMVG issue 160 was on the shelves in... Boots. 
<laughs> in boots, yes. Well, us. And, <laughs> and uh, yes, so... Stop it, Tickles. The leading review on CMVG was Toshinden. Battle Arena Toshinden. Yeah, giving them a gold. It got a gold. There's no CMVG hits anymore. There's gold. And it got 96, and it's the best fighter to grace the CMVG games room, is what they're saying at this point. Gary Lord, as about this for an analogy, Gary Lord, if Virtua Fighter, yeah, G Lord, if Virtua Fighter was a Ford Escort, it would be your basic model compared to the Tashinden Special Edition with all the extras, powered steering, sunroof, special moves, and big swords. And if Virtua Fighter was a pasty, according to Raddington, if Virtua Fighter was a pasty, it'd be half-filled cheese and onion effort compared to Tashinden's brunch pasty with bacon, egg, and tomato. Probably the best beat 'em up ever, and big swords. If it's that good, why don't I know what it is? Battle Arena... I had this. Battle Arena to Shinden. Is yeah, it that I good? I liked it. <clears throat> um, um, it just made a change to have, like, swords and shit. Before Tekken came along, okay. basically, and took over everything. Yeah. Tekken was a few months after this, wasn't it? I think if I've got my it dates right. Piss, wasn't it? Was, it was Tekken it's time. Tekken it's it time. Out, yeah. Very good. Very good. Mortal Kombat <laughs> 2... <laughs> on the Mega Drive 32X. So I'm not sure how many times Mortal Kombat has appeared on this podcast, one and two, but they Lots. give it 93%. And according to them, on first appearances, there's not much different. But you yeah. can see the touch-up job they've done if you look close enough. I think there's, they have improved it. It's not a lazy right. part. Enough, enough to impress them to give it 93. <laughs> but we are really at the tail end here, aren't we? Mega Drive 32 still not, yeah. It's still not very good, though, is it? Uh, I don't know. It's, really it's of its time, isn't it? I think we said this before as well. It's Mega, Mortal Kombat yeah. 1 and 2. They were, I, I can remember being blown away, but it doesn't have the... It's not got the, the nouse, the, the depth. Uh, the depth that you get from Street Fighter. And I know you're always going to compare them because they came out around the same time, but it's a bit flat, isn't it? Even, even modern yeah. ones now, they're just... Visceral as opposed to technical. I like them. Put that on your box. <laughs> then next up was Theme Park, the classic theme park making its way to the 3DO in '95, yes. scoring 90. I, I there was a time on the 3DO, and it was very, very good. There was a time when Theme Park was just immense i remember it being on like loads of stuff and playing it loads of different versions i never got bored of it and then i played roller coaster tycoon and i thought theme park shit yeah right okay i've never progressed um i played theme park and then that with that so roller coaster tycoon's better you've just got more control you can design pretty much anything you want in terms of like roller coasters and stuff and then if you're if you're a roller coaster nerd you can yeah, try all the different different steel tr- steel ones. There's woodies. There's uh, inverted roller coasters. There's launch roller coasters. Um, yeah, there's just a lot more depth to it. They've, they've almost made it a bit more like a sim, I suppose. But I remember as a kid being blown away by the intro with the guy with his hat and his cane tapped on the screen, ding ding, uh, ding and then ding. it pulled you in. And you're like, wow, wow. I had it. I had it for yeah, the PC. Was- Back in the day, yeah. didn't I? Uh, it was it was good. It was a it was a nice um, 
I know SimCity had its um, daftness, with, depending on what version you were playing out on Godzilla coming along or Bowser coming along or whatever. Uh, but it, there was still a seriousness to SimCity, whereas Theme Park did the, seem yeah, the, a laugh, didn't it? It was fun. Yeah, and it was... It had enough little complicated elements so that you were spinning lots of different plates without it ever getting too bogged down in things like populace or whatever did. You know, where was, you know, loads of waiting around and things like that. So you're just like, oh, me, I need to the, order some more ice cream. I need to get some more ice cream yeah. running out. I need to put more salt on my fries so they buy drinks. <laughs> Theme Park and Megalomania. Megalomania on the Amiga, Theme Park on the 3DO, and then that um, SNES version of SimCity were probably, I think, my favourites of that ilk. Because, like, the SNES version of SimCity simplified it a little bit. It's just a bit faster and uh, more fun. I thought that was my entry to SimCity. And then I got SimCity 2000, I think, about 95 or something like that. And that's a jump, isn't it? Like, oh, I've got to put pipes in the ground. Oh, God, got, yeah. Uh, yeah, what the God, fuck? The hill, yeah. I've got to re- I've got to change the hills and uh. yeah. the jump up in resolution from from SimCity to to that one was somewhat different as well. Although I guess playing it on the snares. Anyway, but yeah, that was Theme Park. Um, everything from the definitive PC CD version is here, and with the increased power of the 3D, things move more smoothly, especially during the pre-rendered intro. It's remarkable how much thought has gone into this game. Oh, there we go. Look, just about every parameter could be altered from how much salt goes on the fries to pumping money into research for better rides. Unlike most games in this genre, Theme Park is easy to have a quick go at, but patience and time will reap the greatest award. Another winning EO, EA3DO conversion. 90. Bullfrog in it. Molyneux. Finally, a game that I haven't played, but Daniel over there has done a lot of. Discworld making its way to the PC, scoring 94. Loved, loved, loved it. Had it for the PlayStation though, so probably had some weird controller mechanics rather than a mouse and keyboard. But I had it. Loved it. I had it for the PC. I, I really liked it because at this point in time, I was reading all the Terry Pratchett books as well. Um, but actually, I'd avoided all of the ones to do with the wizards. Um, I was reading all the ones that had <laughs> the nothing very to first do ones. with the wizards. Uh, yeah, and <clears throat> I, I just I picked them randomly. So I read like um, oh, right. you know the soul music one, pyramids, the builders, and things like that. I I, I wasn't really into the wizardy element of it. So the, then playing this game got me into the wizardy, wizardy element of it. There were some fucking the, obtuse puzzles in it though. The there look on the shelf. I've got a pile uh, of them. There. Yeah. yeah. The um. There were some obtuse puzzles. I think I've mentioned it once before on this podcast. We've been stuck on it, and I needed to. No, this was good. This might have been. This might have been the second one, but equally as obtuse. I wanted a ghost mm. to come follow me because in the second one, death takes a holiday, and there's just lots of dead people floating around because he's not come and claim the souls. And yeah. I needed this ghost to come with me, and I didn't know what to do. And my dad walked in, and he went, "Why don't you try throwing a brick at him?" <laughs> and I went, "All right, Dad, I will." <laughs> And then I threw the brick on the ground and the ghost went into the brick and I was like, as if that worked, as if that's the obvious yeah. connection. Like, All right, whatever. <laughs> but did uh, but you... yeah, I remember really liking both of them. They're just um, well written, aren't they? And, and the, the voice yeah. acting's great in it. Eric Idle. Like Eric Idle, wasn't the, it? Yeah. yeah, voices Rincewind, yeah. In, in this review, the voice talent for the CD-ROM version has been supplied by John Pertwee, Tony Robinson, Kate Robbins, and headed by Eric Idle as Rincewind. 
I think I remember Tony Robinson being um, cut me on throat um, dibbler selling stuff yeah. cheap. I cut me on throat. Yeah. yeah, he's the but one that goes because he's that fish fresh, and he goes fresh. One of them's just made a pass at me wife, sir. <laughs> Uh, their final verdict here is I hate Terry Pratchett <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, right. so what you think I hate Terry Pratchett Impartial. I've, I've got all his books and I hate the bugger nobody should be allowed to write like that it makes me want to pack up my laptop and head for the states where they've got no concept of humour so I should do okay sorry any uh, US listeners I didn't write it anyway uh, in the meantime I live with petty consolations such as I'm taller and less bald than him and that'll probably appreciate this game more. It really is rather good. And while this is by no means perfect, it's still an excellent adventure game which fully exploits the vast resources a license provides. So he didn't review so it. So he doesn't really hate him, did no, he? No, he doesn't really much liked him. Uh, but yeah, scoring 94. Yep. Absolutely. Worth it. Deserves it. That's your games, you shitbags. Oh, have you got a fun fact, Dan? I have. Sit down and strap in. His facts are like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. So the character, Rystar, wasn't originally envisaged as Rystar. When Sega were looking for a new mascot, because Alex Kidd wasn't cutting it, not Alex the Kid, Alex Kidd wasn't cutting it, they decided they needed a new character. And the event they started looking at something that looks a little bit like a rabbit, but its ears could move around and reach out and grab things. And they eventually morphed that into Sonic the Hedgehog. But they revisited the character and changed him ever so slightly. And there's lots of, you can go find it. It's on YouTube and places like that. There's lots of renders for it as it was evolving. It originally was going to be a game called Feel because... Um, this character could reach out and touch things <clears throat> and it just evolved and morphed into a, a starship thing that grabbed stuff and you know yeah it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a rabbit originally that could grab things with its ears it's called feel it's called feel it's a nice mm. lead in what, what is what, what, your verdict I mean like you two Yap, because I've yapped a lot because I've been hosting. But my, my, I like it for the most part. And the one thing that really stuck out most about this is when it wanted to be, how good the music was, the sound was, and, and the use of stereo. Did you listen to it on headphones or through decent I speakers? I didn't, through my TV, because I've, I've got it on the... I've got it on this. Hey, look. It's fucking brilliant. Like, really good. The audio almost sounds 3D. Um, when I was playing it on the MacBook, anyway, um, it, uh, some of the audio was really, really good. And it's beautiful to look at, isn't it? It, it is beautiful to look at. And, and the, the sound is good. And that, that's always been a strong suit of the... Uh, Mega Drive, hasn't it? It's sound chip. But but this this proper elevates it until every now and then, particularly in that first level, it's, I didn't. I thought it was my version of the game messing up. You know, like 
almost like sounded like it were crashing. And then when I watched the long play, it did the same. So it just, there's like some overlay, some extra beat that comes in, just fucks the whole song up for a, a few bars and then it goes again. Um, <laughs> but other than that, um, the, I thought the sound were really good. And like, I thought like the intro was proper cool as well. You know, when it proper storyline to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not because, just that though, like the way that he comes onto the screen and lands on the thing, and like it's proper glossy. Look, it, yeah, like it makes sense. It's nineteen ninety five because this looks like someone who's making something right at the top of their game. Do you know what I mean? It looks they've made it a, look kind of effortlessly mint. It's a it's a good example of an end of era uh, title, isn't it? For any, any yeah, and it's, de- it's developed by. A lot of the Sonic team as well, isn't it? So these are old yeah, so hands. These are, these are peak, they know what they're doing. Yeah, get, yeah, and yeah. Um, so what what did you think to it then, Dan? Give us the rundown. I think you got further than anyone else. Me, me and Saul got to the fire level and went, "Fuck this shit! This could suck my dick. I'm not playing anymore." But I think you persevered <laughs> further, didn't you? There's, there's, there's <laughs> tricks. There's tricks to those fire levels. So did you pick up the little statues, the little rice star statues? No, I didn't see that till I looked at the long play. But yeah, go on. So there's 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 throughout the level there's little triggers, little uh, platforms that you stand on that trigger uh, either either a, a cage to fall down on you or flames to start throwing. And you could pick up a, a metal or stone like a statue of Rista, yeah. yeah, and you could throw it on those on those triggers on those traps, if you like, and, and set them off so you didn't get stuck in them and then you could just run on past them. Um, but once you got, once you figured that out, that, that level wasn't really all that difficult. Once, but but I went into it with lots of extra lives. Somehow I turned up there like like 10 lives or something. So it chewed a few of them. The, the difficult bit for that was I seemed to be obsessed with, in the middle of that fire level, there's a flying vulture type bird or something in a pit. Mm, and I seemed to be obsessed it. with wanting to kill it, but... Once you've like, yeah, just too. run past, ignore it. Just run past, ignore yeah. it. Yeah, I did. I did. I tried to kill it a few times, and I was like, "Oh fuck this thing! I don't need to kill it. I'm off straight past it." Um, but yeah, I got to the music level. You got to float around and pick up the notes and throw them around, and they get carried up on the wind. Um, and uh, I got bored of it. As much really? as it's a lovely looking game and it sounds nice, the pacing's too it- slow for me. I just. <sighs> Yeah, it, it didn't keep my well, attention it, enough. It, it, I think you're kind of nailing it there because it, like, it's good and it's really fluid and it controls really nicely. Um, but pretty much all of its ideas are all presented right at the front end, you know, uh, with the exception of being able to swim, which then doesn't even happen again. <laughs> I don't think, uh, you know. So, uh, and if they've gone to the trouble of making him swim, they could have potentially done a flying level. Same kind of mechanics from a programming standpoint. Well, he's um, a star. Why does he not? Why does he not have levels where he's shooting through stuff dead quick and be like shoom, yeah. through the galaxy? Shoom, maybe, shoom, too, shoom. maybe too sonicky, wouldn't it? Then, well, maybe. Um, but but I just it just didn't have enough get yeah, up and go. The 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 thing that when I was playing it, I was thinking is. If this were a Metroidvania game instead of a platformer, it'd be a shit ton better, you know. Because, like you said, Sol, earlier about the slower pace of it and the no time limit, and the fact that these levels were a bit bigger and a bit wider, I was kind of thinking they missed a trick here. And if they'd have gone down the Castlevania route instead of going down the 
go right and jump around room yeah. and actually give me more exploration and things to find and open and unlock that it would have probably been a much 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 better game without putting much more effort in you could have had his arms get get longer later on in the game yeah, so you could exactly, reach yeah, so you couldn't how, reach originally yeah, yeah. that kind of yeah, yeah, I never really, I never really considered that to be honest. Yeah, because the thing mm. that drew me, the thing that impressed me most about it, was the thing that I think our Daniel didn't like about it is that is the the slow pace, sedate, sedateness of it. Because you you never got that in platforms. Yeah. You're always being pushed along. You're not being encouraged pushed, to explore yeah. as much time as you've got yeah. to explore around Sonic. It it still feels like the the game is. It's pushing. It's designed to send you down hills fast and and propel you. But you you really want to explore those levels, and it makes it hard to explore. Where this makes it really easy to explore, but it Mm. really drags it out. And like you say, by the time you've got ten, fifteen lives or whatever, um, and you, it's it's like a two-hour gaming session for for one go of it, Mm. which is partly why I didn't persevere as much because I thought I've played this for so much, and I know I've not got. I've got like halfway through because I think there's seven levels in there was said and obviously the end castle thing. Mm. So I figured well three levels in, it's halfway. I've I've probably mm. got enough here. And also I don't think I can dedicate another two three hour block of playing playing it through. Now you have got safe yeah. states on this Mega Drive Mini on the Mega Drive Mini too, so that's okay. And obviously mm. you have on I mean, emulators and stuff. But we always say this, don't we? Some value for money here. Really, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and they yeah, are I, operating at the height of their powers. It looks wonderful. It plays wonderful. Once you get mm. the the trickiest thing is it's the spinning around the poles. But well, firstly, I didn't realise that it you was could, satisfying that. Yeah, I didn't realise that you could using your hands you could grab onto walls that aren't ladders. So you can you can yeah you, you can, can kind of just shimmy, shimmy up, up. yeah yeah. yeah. Well, once yeah, that clicked, it's like oh, it, it, it's a real, it's a really well designed. It feels good. It, every, the mechanics it and everything I, it, it is really is really well put together. But be prepared if you're if you're an anal sod like me who has to see every nook and cranny of every room you go into and every level and like, well, how do you get up there? How do you get up? Because there's some bits mm. you couldn't get to. Um, it, yeah, it's it's just really well put together, but it's very long. Yeah, well, no, but I don't think I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I say, I think if they'd have littered it with a few more collectibles and put some, I mean, his job's literally to grab shit, put some fetch quests in there, mm. you know, some, with a bit of an interesting narrative running through it. I think it would have elevated this from a all right platformer that looks pretty to actually a pretty good adventure metrovania type uh, type game see without wanting to give our scars away just yet right and this is not i'm not going to shit on it by any stretch of the imagination but it does make you wonder casting a critical eye across it and unless you've got any kind of emotional nostalgia for it if you owned it back in the day or whatever this the most recent copy on eBay went for 141 pounds the PAL version of it, Fuck and I know that it goes for a bit of money. Uh, the one prior to that, a week before, I went for 130, our best offer. Before that, 100 pounds. I'm not sure, unless unless people are being completist, I'm not sure that it's it's good, 
But is it 100 and, 150 quid's worth of good to have in your collection? I don't, I don't think it is. No. <clears throat> I don't think it is, but um, there's a fella I follow on YouTube. Um, I don't know his actual name. Yes, I do. I've, I can't bring it to mind. But his channel's called Retro Ghetto, and um, he ghetto. goes collecting stuff. Uh, mm. And he's just got Rice Star. He bought. He's he's having some few videos. He's calling them a, like a CEX lottery because with CEX you can put a wish list together and it'll email you when something's in. And what they don't tell you in CEX is what kind of condition the game is in. You don't know whether you're going to get a, you don't know whether you're going to get a manual or not. So some of the unboxing and he's like, oh, I'm dead excited to play Rice Star, and he opens it and it's like, no manual. Good. He loves a game and he wants to keep playing it because he remembers it from his childhood. But I, I don't think he paid that much. wasn't wasn't triple figures for it. I'm sure it wasn't. Well, but, I will. Um, I will. Using the power of the internet and interactive podcasting, uh, you can get the boxed version of it for sixty five pounds at CX. Well, there you go. So yeah. yeah, if you want to take that gamble, with no instructions yeah, or go. ripped covers, or what CX are absolute buggers for doing is printing the covers themselves they've been called yeah. out for that in the past it's like I'd rather you just give me the cart don't give me a repro box mm. or a repro cover yeah. or at least yeah. just say that's what it is you know yeah yeah but the um for for if you've got a passing interest in retro games go check out retro ghetto it's really good but um for me this suffers for from being built in the sonic engine because the platforms look like a Sonic game. The character Everything. is a similar size to Sonic. He's even got his, yeah. his trainers on, like Sonic wears trainers. Yeah. The cutaways so between it. the stages. Ev- yeah, the, with all the boxes ah, that come the same. in. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So I know it's stupid, but I go into it going, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be fast. I'm expecting, like, Zool. And yeah, it isn't. But it's, not. it's slow and... Mm. and tedious like it plays well though the, the the mechanics are smooth and you know jumping from pole to pole like there's there's some points where there's a really tall pole and what i was doing was swinging around it one way and then turning around and grabbing it and then jumping off it and turning around and grabbing it again to climb the pole and i found that really satisfying but after a while i was like ah this is just taking too long. Maybe it's maybe it's a more modern ADHD that I've got. I don't know. I'm just like I can't be can't be bothered I think, playing. I think it there's anymore. a bit of that. I think there's a bit of that. Probably. I think I, I think over the years, not not necessarily our attention spans have gone, but as adults, we've got busy lives. So whereas you would while away a, a Saturday playing this as a and have the patience to do as so a as a child. Now you've got so well, many different options, and I've, I'm going to watch Netflix, and I've got this, and I've got that, and I've got Steam, and I've got I've got Game Pass. Am I going to really spend four or five hours on this? I don't mind dedicating time to play something. You play something and you're enjoying it. Time flies by. I was playing this, and I was like, God, this is like two hours of my life now that I've played this for. Whereas if you're playing something fun and you're enjoying it, you don't even realise it's two hours. Two hours feels like two minutes. But this just felt yeah, like it dragged. The thing is, it, it really felt to me like you've got all these, you know, coders, game designers, that are right at the top of the game, they've managed to churn this out. Really high production values, looks brilliant, sounds amazing, without giving enough of a shit about it to actually make it really good. That's how it felt. It's like, we'll just turn this one out. 
You know what I mean? If, and, uh, and they're that good. They've turned out something that looks amazing. But when you scratch beneath the surface, there's just something missing, isn't there? Um, it's still good, it, though. It feels a little bit like the designer, Akira Nishino, I think he was called. Well, I don't think he was called. I'm looking at it now. That's what his name was. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, probably. But it feels like he came up with that design years ago and then yeah. it just gone to just bosses. To get Can I make my game? Can I make my game? Can I make my game? Yeah. Can I make my game? And eventually they went, fine, make this chuffing game. And, and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> And they've never made a sequel, although it's got quite a niche, you know, it's got quite a, a, a following. Some people... I mean, not... like I say, it has good stuff going for it. The character is good. The character is good to control and everything like that. The character's just in the wrong game, as far as, from what I can see. You know, it's just it's just not the right game for that character. It just would be much more suited. I, 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 almost like, even if it was like a Dizzy, you know, the old school Dizzy type games... Or Magic Knight mm. type games, it would be much more suited to that, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think then you would have forgiven the Sonic likenesses because it would have been so different in its approach that it wouldn't have mattered anymore. You know what I mean? Whereas, like you say, because it's a platformer and because it looks like Sonic, you do want it to be a bit faster. But at the end of each world, when he jumps on that spinny bar thing and flies up out the out the top of the screen, and then he flies yeah. between planets, you see him like flying through the, yeah. you know, and it's all giving you all your points and stuff. And he's there, and he looks really cool, sixteen bit big sprite flying through space. And you're like, why didn't you do something more with that bit? For me, he's a star. Yeah. Make him fly around the galaxy. The traveling bits between planets could have been, I don't know, some sort of. Like Earthworm Jim levels, you know, where he's racing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, um, there were bonus stages in there, but they were shit, weren't they? They were just like... Yeah, just get to know, get yeah. to one end of this, go pick up yeah. the torch or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. using that crash. One thing that I didn't see the point... So they've created this big exploring world and you can climb up to all the hidden platforms or platforms, not necessarily hidden, but that encourage you to explore. And there's gems in there that you get out of chests or whatever. Yeah. And it's just for scars. Yeah, yeah there's, no, scar. there's no benefit to them. There's yeah, no like, power-ups. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it just seems a bit... You know, there's no, oh, get you some faster shoes or fucking yeah. get you some longer arms. Or, yeah, so I'm thinking, oh, um, what happens you know, if get I get... an extra move, yeah. Yeah, what happens if I get a 1,000 points or whatever happens if I get, yeah. like, do I get any kind of speed up from these gems or anything? But no, it's just mm. like, oh, here's, here's something to collect just... if you want. Oh. Yeah. We're going to scar it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am... Um, Go on, Sol. So I'm going to give it a seven because I think it's... I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's average. I think as a as a whole, it doesn't necessarily kind of work, but it's it's doing everything right, and but nothing more, if that makes sense. Yes. It, 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 yeah, yeah, because... It, Again, uh, the mechanic of the arms, instead of jumping on people just like Mario or Sonic or whatever, then that that's kudos for that because it's different headbutt people to death, yeah, uh, like Romper Stomper or something. But um, that after that, it's just a, a platformer with lots of exploration. Um, 
but it looks nice, sounds nice, plays nice, does everything right. Um, so yeah, I think it's a solid seven on that front. I was torn between a six and a seven, but it's just not fair really to give it a six because a lot of the production value is really, 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 really good and it's worth an extra point just because the soundtrack's fucking badass. So <laughs> it's a seven. I'm I'm with you. It's, it's a seven. You know, they say something's better than the sum of its parts. This is somehow worse than the sum of its parts. All the bits individually are really, really good, but you've put them all together and you've just not made something that's really engaging for me but yeah it feels i feel bad i feel like i should give it an eight because it looks pretty it's and it, but it's just not it's just not good enough it's just, yeah it's just not an eight is it and, and, and i do feel bad because it's clearly someone's labor of love and someone you know it's got its following but just yeah don't do it our in our grown-up modern eyes it's not it's not it's not tipping it uh, We're all in agreement for a change, though. Mm, yeah, so we get into a 21. Um, so, should we see what else we potentially could have got instead of uh, instead of Rice Start? We could have got loads of RBI baseballs. I'm glad we didn't get any of them. Um, we could have got one of the three Road Rash games. Love Road Rash. They were fucking cool. Road Rash were good. I mean, now you look back on them and they're a bit jerky, a bit... A bit, yeah, a bit janky, aren't uh, they? Yeah, but, but a bit like two frames of animation, but still, I think there's a place. You know, I know it's basically burnout on motorbikes, isn't it? You know, the, the way that the burnout just yeah. went. I tell you what, yeah. if you smash into each other and smash each other up, but we were doing that. We were doing that <laughs> five to ten years earlier on motorbikes with chains, and it's a it's a bit weird yeah. that I know they've tried to relaunch it, and I think they were won about three or four years ago, weren't they? It keeps coming back. You think it there'd be a place back. for road rash now, wouldn't you? With, 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 with the engines that you could create. Yeah, I gonna say when you look at like you know some of the um, some of the actual semi, um, you know, bike racing ones. Fucking the, graphically, they look stunning, don't they? Imagine mm, moving yeah, on at that, that kind that, of pace. That, that kind of pace with a fucking chair. Yeah, it looks is amazing. It Rise, ride or something. Maybe? Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Looks amazing, it's, especially if, you, if you're using it from first person view in the rain. It's just like, yeah, it's um, incredible. And I can't remember which one it was on the. I think it was the. Might be an even bit original Xbox, maybe three sixty, but the one everyone started playing, where you, the controls were dual thumbsticks. You accelerated with one. And then obviously with the other one, you used it not only to steer but to lean. And it's a really, really silky, smooth, beautiful game to play, wasn't it? Was that a MotoGP? Um, yeah, imagine. I think it was, yeah. But yeah, imagine them controls and being able to kick fuck out of people. Beautiful. Yeah. Like someone like you think someone like Criterion would be able to smash that out in a weekend. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was good. Uh, race driving. Is that the one that was like? Hard driving. driving, yeah. It was a so sequel like a to sequel. Hard Driving. But yeah, yeah. Hard Driving right. first in the arcade and everywhere and then followed up by race, race Driving. I remember Hard Driving had a red cover and Race Driving was yellow. <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly. I don't it's know. It's got to be more um, than that. 
So, next one, Road Avenger slash Road Blaster. Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking it is? Road Avenger is that the one from the arcade? <laughs> no. Yeah. This is no, it's just a, basically an anime-looking cartoon thing, which is just one giant quick-time event game. Oh, is it? I want yeah. to look at this. Hang on, then. It's, Let me I love it. Uh, no, it's it. Games, what? Our Road friend, Games Master, Games Master Simon Nicolau, had this. It's basically Dragon's Lair in a... Car. Dragon's lair on a car. Yeah. yeah, but it was. It's a mega. It sounds fucking ace. It's brilliant, it's cool. really. I don't yeah. think it'll stand up now. You'll probably play it on your phone. I bet it is on mobile platforms. But it, it was really one of the early mega CD oh, games. Yeah, it it just really showed cool. off. Just showed off what it could do. And blasting yeah. through a stereo CD sound. Yes. It does look mint. It does. I mean, the, the, the UI when you're playing it, when you're doing the actual. Pressing of the buttons QT, looks yeah. a bit wank, but the cut scenes that it jumps to in between you getting it right or equally getting it wrong, it's just like wow, yeah. I'm playing an actual cartoon. It looks, it looks does look, re- yeah, it looks really good. Um, so um, Rainbow Islands Extra, what were extra about it? You got more. <laughs> I don't. Uh, friend, <laughs> Twitch, no, Twitch friend, yeah, well Twitch done. friend uh, Pinge has got the PCB. Of this and he plays it quite a lot, but I'm no I'm no Rainbow Islands expert anyway, so I'm not sure what what extra you got. I used to absolutely love Rainbow Islands. It was tried, totally one of my fav fav faves. I've tried playing it now. I can't I can't get with it. Still, I don't know. I don't know. I, how yeah. to, I don't know how to. I don't. I, I don't know whether should it should I be getting to the top quicker than everything else? Should I be killing things with me rainbows? Should I what? Yes. All of it. Yeah. yeah, something clicks with that game at one point. I mean, the thing is, I had no option but to get on board with it because I couldn't afford many games and it's before I met the dodgy kid at school who could give you all the pirated discs. So I th- I only really had this and Goldragon's Domain for quite some time and Goldragon's Domain were fucking shit. So I had to get on board with this and there, there is a point where it clicks and you go... I am a gaming god! And you just basically own the shit out of this game. And it is the trick to getting the rainbows across the screen, crushing them at the right time, so you're cascading everything. And then you've got that... It's almost like Vampire Survivors, that joy of, oh, I've got, I've got all this fucking sorted. Get to the top, it spunks fruit everywhere. You know how to get all that quickly, because you can throw your rainbows over it all to collect it. And, um, it becomes a really addictive... I want one more turn, I want one more turn, I can get more points out of that level kind of kind of thing. So for a cute-looking game, um, it had a lot of replay value. It was really good. Um, so that's enough of me bumming Rainbow Islands. Uh, Raiden? <laughs> yeah, the shoot-em-up. That that's we used. the shoot-em-up. Raiden, Raiden, whatever. Um, it's, yeah, it's a classic. It's a vertical shooter, and it was always in... in Always in Playland. I think I don't know which they've got Raiden or Raiden Two at Arcade Club. I can't remember. Raiden, Raiden Two, whatever. I think. But yeah. what's next? Meeting of Truxton. Yeah, I love, I love, I love the series of games. Robo Aleste. What's yeah, that? Robo Aleste. It's again from the Musher Aleste people. Uh, another shooter, mega, mega docious, mega docious shooter. Again, commands lots of money. I think as he quickly jumps across to eBay to see what on, Robo. A last gets you on the Mega CD. Uh, it's been sold for hundred hundred pound. So yeah. Fuck you know. That's um, <laughs> Rock and roll racing. 
That this is, looks like a micro machines. It type is thing. just like a micro machines, but with licensed music. So it's got uh, Black Sabbath, uh, and I always remember so it being. Hook. Yeah, I always remember it being fired up. Uh, I think I saw it on the Super Nintendo first. <laughs> See, it's great. It's a great little, yeah, Micro Machines, uh, Ivan Reitman's Groovy Off Town, Uptown Racing, Hot Rod, you know, all those, Super Sprint, Sprint, whatever. Oh, it's isometric, isn't it, rather than top down. Yeah, it's isometric, but yeah. Great multiplayer. It's a a blast. It's a blast with a great soundtrack, man. Put it in your deck. And then finally, Rocket Knight Adventures. So which, yeah. Another Featuring Sparks. Yeah. That does, looks like it. Does rocket like albums. That, that, that goes yeah, for a lot of money as well. That. Not as much as Rise Star. I always used to get Rocket Knight because, again, that's a late, late in the in the late Mega Drive release, isn't it? Rocket Knight. And I always Better used though, to. Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever played it. If I'm honest. Yeah, you have. I played it as a kid, and you. It must have only come via you. Surely. Oh, I don't know then. But you can, can get that for. Sixty pounds, ninety-eight pounds, fifty pounds sold eBay. So it's not as mm. expensive as Rystar, but I know it's highly, highly regarded as Rystar. Was it a sequel then? Was there another one that was more? Exp- I'm sure there's more. I don't know, but yeah, Konami. Oh no! When they were good. So. That brings us to a close on that one. It's time to, uh, I think, get Randomizer's dad and see what he can do now. So he's not done too bad lately. We had probably one of the best games that we've had, followed by one that's... 21's still a good, solid score. 7's all round. You know, like I say, usually, someone will give it an 8, someone will go, fuck that, it's a 4, and it'll, it'll bring the <laughs> average down. But it's a good game. That's it. Good in it. Yeah, it's good, no. Yeah. It's good, but not it's good. It's good, but excellent. Nobody wants no good. Way. Without That's a doubt, yeah. it's one you should. So, have, it's one you should have in your collection, isn't it? I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of hoping for a shit one now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, let's go see what what the knobhead has got for us. Hello. 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 Hello there. Hello. Nerd alert. Did we catch him mid-wank there? <laughs> I was asleep. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> He's always very Sound grumpy. Bit, is, it, is it because we're walking? He sounds up? a bit throatier than normal. Is he? Is he well? He sounds. Has he got bit, COVID? <laughs> sounds a bit. Yeah, sounds a bit deep. Has he been on on beer at night before? COVID can't hurt me. COVID cannot hurt me. I am the randomizer. Right, dickheads. For the next game, you can have SS Lucifer, Man Overboard. SS what? SS what? SS Lucifer, Man Overboard? SS Lucifer? Yes, that's what I said. Are you deaf? You deaf shithead. Stupid shit. What? Shit. What? <laughs> He said, oh. SS Lucifer Man Overboard. I'm going to do a bit of Googleizing. Get some lozenges. At least one of you is listening. Piss off. You are? Piss off. Piss off. 
fun and not invited. <laughs> Wow. <coughs> He's yeah. um grumpy. <laughs> um this looks interesting, doesn't it? SS Lucifer Man Overboard. It's something I have never heard of. It looks like tr- trolley wally. <laughs> trolley wally, yeah. Christ, that's a flashback from the eight bits. <laughs> yeah, it looks looks yeah, it does look like something along those lines. So, yeah. Well let's hope none of us gets uh, illnesses or uh any of that kind of stuff, and uh, hopefully we can squeeze another one in before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, could do, couldn't we? Okay, well, thank you, everybody. It's been great to have you there listening. I hope you join us next time. That's all for this episode. Um, we love you a long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can. You can grab us on the following outlets. We have a Discord, Twitter, or Instagram um, at Pixel Hunt Pod. Watch us play stuff on Twitch as slash Pixel Hunt Pod. Though we don't do that much, we should do it more. Yeah, we should do, should do this. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. Oh yeah, and you can see some gubbins about us. Or you can listen to all our old episodes. Well, on on any pod spout of your choice, but also at www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Um, so um, you can also drop us an email. It might be nice if someone does, um, other than. <laughs> Um, countless emails about how to improve my penis size, get a Thai bride, or spice it up with a Filipino one. Um, so if I'll you do want to do that, to you. <laughs> uh, you can get us on howdo at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Until next time, though, keep on keeping on. We are Pixel Hunt Podcast, playing the games so you don't have to. I thought I'd put that in at the end like gong 60s music thank you goodbye excellent 